This is your boy, your host, Joe Mo in the building. I got my main man, Corey, in the building for you. What's good? What's good? Yes, sir. We got a lot to talk about this Sunday morning. This bright Sunday morning, uh, right before kickoff on the NFL week three. And it's a lot of going on in the sports world, but we're going to get right into college football. But before we do that, how you doing? Like, how's everything going? You mean like everything, everything? I mean, everything, everything. You know what I'm saying? Oh, it's okay. Man. This is a safe space. Like me personally, I'm great. Like I've never been better, to be honest with you. Uh, you know, life okay, is good. Cool, life life cool, is great. But my fantasy squad, on the other hand, uh, that, that's a different. That's a different story. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Basically. Um, but you know, what I'm saying we, we're gonna turn it around. You know, zero and two is not the end of the world. You know, um, you know, championship is, isn't tomorrow. Playoffs aren't tomorrow. So I'll, I'll be straight. But as of right now, it's a little shaky. I'm not gonna lie to you. It's a little rocky. Yeah, I mean. Normally, at times when the experts put out the grade, it's um, it's kind of accurate. Um, it's not the most solid concrete, you know what I'm saying? Because yeah. things can change to where, you know what I'm saying, making the right moves, the right pickups could really boost and elevate yourself. Sure. So, um, I mean, honestly, I was almost in that same boat. I did end up winning last week, and now I'm one and one. Um, I have a tough matchup this week, though. I'm dealing with some injuries. Uh, so I, I definitely feel where you're coming from. Um, but we're definitely going to get into that fantasy because, whoo, like, that, that, that's a stressful topic for sure. <laughs> it's definitely something we can talk about for sure. <laughs> um, however, man, we're going to get into – College football yesterday. It was a lot of good games actually yesterday. The, um, the Ohio State and Notre Dame game, that was actually really good. It yeah. got down to the wire. Uh, Ohio State did end up winning that um, that game by a touchdown. No, yep. by three points. But they did score a touchdown the last five seconds of the game to pretty much solidify uh, their undefeated season. So, it it was a lot of good games. However, the most talked about game was the Colorado and Oregon game. Um, it, it, it was a blowout, right? Uh, the odds were 21 against Colorado, and mm-hmm. <laughs> it should have been more. Um, <laughs> 41 to 6 was the score for Deion's team. And there was just a lot of animosity about the game. Um, did their team get exposed, or what 
what do you think this team is moving forward? For long-time listeners, and those who have been with us for a minute, and, you know, you listen to every episode religiously, we appreciate you. Uh, you probably remember my take on this after week one uh, when I told people, don't get too high. You know what I mean? Don't, yeah. don't, don't get too high. Get high, but don't get too high. So <laughs> this is what happens. This is exactly why I said that. Yes, they've had some great wins against some good teams, but they had yet to play an elite team. And that's what they ran into yesterday against, against Oregon. They ran into an elite team with another elite quarterback. Uh, TCU was not elite. I don't care what their ranking said. TCU was not elite. Um, and then for them to struggle the way they did last week against Colorado State, which is a school I never even heard of. Um, yes, they came out with the win, but that was another red flag that something like this was coming. So um, it, it sucks. It hurts. Granted, I still, I still highly favor Colorado to do well throughout the rest of the season, and I, I look highly upon them. I don't think you need less of them, but it's just like, well, you got to pump the brakes. Like, they're not winning a national championship this year. Um, they're not going defeated this year, obviously. Uh, and they might lose two or three more games, but they're on the up and up. But don't don't crown them yet. You know what I mean? It's not over. Um, don't crown them kings and champions yet. They still got a ways to go. They do. And right. I think yesterday kind of proved that there's still a huge gap between them and the top, top talent. And if you think that was something yesterday, do people don't realize they play USC next week? <laughs> Freaking <laughs> the number five, number six ranked team with the already Heisman winning quarterback. So that right. might get even uglier. So hold on to your seats. It might get even uglier. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's the, the staple of where they're at as a franchise, as a team. Um, I totally agree. I think, obviously, the hype of what they've done, the, the hype of the team that they did beat, um, they beat some really good teams. Like, mm -hmm. um, I mean, besides, I mean, Colorado State, when I seen Colorado State last week, I was like, if y'all are really struggling against Colorado State, that means there's some deficiencies. Yeah. Um, there's, there's a gap that's there that's not closed. Like, y'all almost lost last week. Like, let's put it in plain sight. Um, and I knew this was going to be – I knew Oregon was going to win. I was going to buy that much. I thought it would be <laughs> maybe like 42-21, right? I didn't think it was going to be 42-6. Right, it, so was it, was a, it was never competitive. It was never competitive. Yeah, it was a complete domination. And I think the six points was just like they took out their starters per se. Like, I, I think I, at that point, it was like, okay, let's let them score and not have a shutout. I think that's what it really was, because yeah. um, you could tell, like, there were different type of players for, like, the last maybe six minutes of the fourth quarter. And um, I, I really do believe, obviously, the hype of what they have done so far, Dion as a coach, his son as an extraordinary quarterback really shows that why the attention was there. Um, but it shows where they need to improve. And I know we talked about this offline, but, you know, 
when it comes down to the O line, man, it's terrible. It's literally yeah. terrible. Um, he cannot get two seconds to think about what he wants to do, yeah. and that's all he really needs. Yeah. And I, I looked at the stats, right? So he did. He had ten. He got sacked so much that it looked like he had carries. He was ten carries for negative thirty-four yards. Yep. It was bad. It was ugly. Negative. It was ugly. The man was running for his life the whole game. <laughs> the whole game. But but granted, and I put this in our group chat yesterday, part of that too, I think a little bit of uh Shadur, you know, his was a little bit too. Cause like granted everyone's gonna take sacks. Sacks aren't his fault, but bro, you can't run ten yards behind the line of scrimmage trying to avoid a sack. Like sometimes you gotta know when to give it up. You know what yeah. I mean? So part of that's on him too, where I think He's got to yeah, he's got to step up. He's got to kind of learn from this. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. There's certain things about his game that that can that can use some work on, mm-hmm. especially the professional level. Uh, I do think I, I I don't know if it's just me, but I do notice like when he hold when he gives the ball to a running back, mm-hmm. he holds on a little too long. Now I don't know like no one ever really notices it. I kind of try to critique and see little deficiencies in quarterbacks and, and what they do well and what they don't do well. Yep. And I think when he hands off the ball, he holds it a little too long. Like there's like a little delay if he wants to give it to the running back or run the ball himself. But that little delay shows that for one, that it's gonna be a run. And for two, it gives the defense time to set up for the play. Mm-hmm. So the running back cannot like they don't have time to make the moves that they want to make because they already have the time because they see the handoff is so delayed. Right. So it's little things also that, that kind of, you know, reflect on why he, he has bad uh, drop-offs because he, he does the same. He did the same thing last week. Mm -hmm. Eight times, 10 times last week. So, There's certain delays in this game that needs to be – he needs to be a little bit more quicker off the ball. Um, and that's like you said, he keeps running backwards. So, it doesn't really help his – for one, him throwing the ball mm-hmm. and the accuracy of it. But that stepping up in the pocket is a big thing when you want to come to elite level. Yeah, for sure. For um, sure. But I think over time, it will get better. I don't think this loss defines them. I I expected that them to lose. Mm-hmm. I didn't expect them to play that bad. But uh, I think across the board, there are some areas of improvement that need to be made when it comes to the Colorado football team. But, you yeah. know, that still, that still doesn't say that I think they'll learn from their mistakes. And I still do think that next week is going to be an interesting game. I don't think that they're just going to be like, okay, let me just go 50 and donut Mm -hmm. because they're UNC. Right. I I really strongly believe they're going to make some adjustments to not be embarrassed next week. And let me let me ask you a question that they asked Dion in the press conference, which I thought was a great question. Do, Do you think that his team needed this? Do you think they were too cocky? 
Oh, yeah, for sure. Their heads were a little bit too high. You got everybody wearing grills, throwing, mm-hmm. like, like <laughs> little parties, like, right. getting their head boosted. Everyone needs some humility. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And they needed that today, for sure. Yeah. I, I'll tell you, I didn't think so until, and, and I'm mad, I'm upset, because I, I bet on the game yesterday, obviously. I bet, I just, I knew they were going to cover the spread. I, I figured they were going to get beat, but I was like, nah, they're not going to get whacked by 21. Uh, and I was right. They didn't get whacked by 21. They got whacked by 40. But anyways, <laughs> but anyways, I didn't think they were too cocky leading up to this game until I saw the video before the game of them yeah. stomping on stomping on the on the logo in the middle of the field. Yeah, that yeah. that's that's crossed the line. Now y'all are really feeling yourselves. You're going up against a team that's ranked higher than you, sure. than you, uh, and you want to you want to add. Like, come on, that's that's overstepping. Now you're going from confident to cocky. Um, and I wish I would have seen that before I placed my bet because as soon as I saw I said, oh, no. Oh, no, oh, it's, yeah, it's, about yeah. to get, it's about to get ugly. It's about to get ugly real quick. And you saw <laughs> yeah. like the first play of the game. Yeah. You said it like, uh, and I wasn't sure still because I was like, okay. Um, yeah, they scored. I expect them to score. But mm-hmm. I feel like it was too easy. Yeah. Like the way they scored, it was too easy. Yeah. And I was like, okay, well, maybe they'll get back up, make the adjustments, blah, blah, blah. And it kept happening. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, 35-0. It literally that's... kept happening. I was like, um, yeah. okay. Yeah. They literally – I don't think the punter came on the field the whole – like, I think – if I remember correctly, I don't think Oregon punted the whole – every time they touched the ball. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, it, it was like they needed that. Hopefully, they focus and lock down next week. And uh, granted, I, I don't see them winning next week, but hopefully, they can at least put up a better. Um, and just one last thing, so I know we got to move on. But I guess we, we can't discount the fact that out. Um, I don't think he would he wouldn't have been a game changer, but I think he's helped them put up more than one touchdown on the floor for sure. Oh yeah, for sure. I definitely would think that he would have been a threat to open up the field. Yeah. Everybody else, like Jimmy Horn and Weaver and yep. uh, all those guys, like him not there, it, it kind of it kind of puts a damper on the team. Yeah. Um, but still, I still think that the outcome would have been, you know, still kind of the same. Maybe yeah. not as bad, like you said. Yep. But like, Oregon still would have won. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Like, for sure. That's fact. Know, let's put things in perspective. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So, but yeah. Um, I wish them all the best next week, and hopefully, you know, you know, we'll see a better, a better performance from them. Um, as we transition, man, you know, we're gonna talk a little bit uh, NBA. I know we're in the NFL season, but there's, there's something going on that's happened um, recently that I, we just have to address, and it's the Kevin Porter situation uh, when it came down to the Houston Rockets decision and even him and as a person, um, he has got released from the team. Um, but not only that, he also got put in jail for assault and battery um, from choking his girlfriend, fiance, or something like that. His girlfriend, yeah. And uh, he is not in jail. And this was an up-and-coming 
I wouldn't. I would say star. I wouldn't say superstar, but he was a star. Like he was the making for sure. He he was definitely gonna make. He had a high potential, really good guard, and really good wing person to kind of get that young team where they need to be mm-hmm. uh, with Jalen Green and all the good pieces that they added. Um, for one, what, what do you think about this situation? Because when I heard about it, I was like, this is crazy. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So Kevin Porter Jr., uh, 24 years old, right? Like, young, like, haven't even nowhere near your peak, you know what I mean? But obviously showing signs of a superstar. Definitely on the way. Correct. Um, I said 24. I'm sorry, 23. Only 23, by the way. Um, it's a shame, man. It's a shame. I'm tired of seeing these young dudes just throwing everything away over dumb stuff. Um, especially with social media, with the way news travels so fast, with the fact that there's cameras everywhere, there's news outlets everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a million examples out there up for you to see what happens when you do dumb stuff. Yeah, like I, I, I can't even name the number of come and go over dumb stuff like this. Like whether it's drugs, guns, domestic violence, whatever. Like you see what happens. Like no one gets away with it. Nobody. Like you, you might, they might not find out till maybe a year later, but at some point you're gonna get be done. Um, and at this point. I can confidently say with 110% confidence, Kevin Porter's career is done for sure. Um, done before, done before it even really got started. Um, it's just dumb, man. It is, but just for some background, after you kind of doing some research and, and listening around, people have known he's had anger issues for a while. Yeah, um, we're talking back to like his high school days. It's documented of some of the issues he's had with teammates, coaches, friends, fights outside. Uh, of basketball, um, the dudes had issues for a long time. That's part of the reason he even got to Houston. It's because uh, Cleveland got rid of him after only what two seasons, one season, I think. I um, it was like more like one season, yeah. Yeah, I think after one season, yeah, because of uh, issues going on in the locker room and with the coach. Because the right. dude can't can't keep his head cool. So I mean, it, with that being said, it's not surprising that he would treat his relationships the same way. Um, but it's sad, bro. It's sad, especially not to say that. Uh, any woman is more or less deserving than another, but like such a beautiful woman to be treated like that, like it just yeah. it makes no sense, bro. No sense whatsoever. But this is where we live in, man. Young people are gonna do dumb stuff. Give them money, and it's just gonna it's gonna uh, amplify what's already in them. This was already in him, and money just made it worse. That's that's all it is, in my opinion. Oh yeah. Um... I I definitely second that. I think, you know, when it comes down to him and his potential, uh the the signs were, were there in Cleveland since twenty nineteen or twenty yeah. Yeah. drafted twenty nineteen. Yeah, nineteen, yeah. They had issues with him beyond that, that they kept secret. Mm-hmm. And they didn't tell Houston what kind of player he was out off the field. Yeah, and it was the main reason why he even got sent over there in the first place. It was like, oh, he was a good talent, oh, blah, blah, but it kept everything under wraps. Granted, like, was that their job to be like, hey, this is the type of person he is? Maybe, mm-hmm. maybe not air out every single detail, but like, 
hey, he does have a temper. He does like he may have some. You may have some issues. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like, because when someone invests in you, you want to know a little bit. I would want to know a little bit about him. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So before I just you know go all all in, um, and it just transpired and transpired and transpired. And granted, he put this on himself. You know what what he's done off the court. He's done this to himself. So it's not that the the he did anything that egregious to the organization. I know he's had some issues with the coach and with back talk and things not going his way or playing time, stuff like that. But that beating and assaulting, I think what almost choking her to death. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yep. Like I think that's bigger than the organization. You need that's a whole different story, you know? And, um, you know, I, I honestly believe for a young career, young guy like that with the talent that he has, um, and the way that Adam Silver is being more strict, he's pretty much, he's pretty much done. Or Absolutely. if he's not done, if he's not done, the team does want him, He'd probably be on at least a sixty game to maybe a whole season suspension. Yeah, I'm with you on that. He, he in my opinion, he's most definitely done. There, there's no way he comes back. The league might let him back in, but I can't see any team signing up for those problems. Bro, it's, it's just too much history. Because, like, like you just said, like this. But who knows this? the history of the league? The history of the league. Like, I've seen players. If it wasn't, if it's not like you actually killed somebody or whatever the case may be, if he does this sob story about how he's a better man and he changed and he's going through therapy and therapists and all these teams are, are signing off on, okay, he's he's at least trying to be a better person. I mean, he's, he's, he's a talented guy. So For sure. So this is a guy that had – one of his best years. Like, I think he averaged, like, what, 18, 19, 19 points? And, 19, yeah, 19 a game. And, and, and he's 23? Like, so I'm not going to say his career is, like, completely done, but he's going to have to do some real groundwork if it is. Now, it also depends if he has to do jail time. If he does jail time, now it's really a wrap. If he does mm-hmm. jail time for three years, four years, then yeah, yeah, he's pretty much done. But if he doesn't do jail time, there's gonna be some serious groundwork that he needs to lay to get back in the league. And will it be like twenty four, twenty five? He probably gets back, maybe. But it all depends on if he has to do jail time. So, but we'll see. Yeah, we'll, we'll definitely see. I, I think it's done, but we'll definitely we'll see. I, for you know, just any young black man's sake, I hope it's not done. But I, unfortunately, I think it is. No, I mean, and, and I and I respect that because it possibly is. But we just got to make sure that all the possibilities are there because I have seen some stuff as well. Yeah, that, you know, who, who knows? You know what I'm saying? Um, but moving on, man. As we get back into the NFL, uh. There was some comments said by Justin Fields this past week. Um, just about, just about, literally the game and 
that his his game was and all that stuff. But 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 that being said, if you don't know who Justin Fields are, you know I got to be, you know, on both sides of the fence here. He's a quarterback of the Chicago Bears, um, the worst team in the NFL, by the way. Mm-hmm. They just suck. Uh, and I don't mean that like because I'm against them. They just no, they just suck. Like they literally just suck. Anyways, uh, <laughs> it's just fact or opinion. <laughs> it's literally, just it's just facts. I, I'm trying just to be a very subtle about it, but there's no way I could say it. They suck. So if that's your team, I'm sorry, but I mean it is what it is. Anyways, um, Justin Fields is a talented quarterback, very talented quarterback. And last year they started to use him in a way that he can be successful. This year with the coaching staff, they're starting to not use him the way he can be successful. So that being said, he made some comments saying that it might be coaching, it might be certain things. He tried to resend his statement the other day by saying, oh, they want to play the coach that, blah, 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 blah. But they have too much of a talented team to be this trash. What do you think the main issue is? So, honestly, I agree with what he said, just not how he said it. Uh, and shout out to Justin Fields, man. Fun, a fun dude to watch play. Uh, very, very, very young, raw, green dude. Um, and that the rawness and greenish also showed in that interview, too. Uh, just, <laughs> just how young he is and not quite knowing what words to use in front of the media like that. Um, he has a lot of learning and a lot of growth to do, and I think he'll do it. Uh, but he's not, he wasn't wrong. He definitely wasn't wrong. He's definitely thinking too much. And I think the coaching staff is trying to turn him into something he's not, which is a pocket passer. Um, and you, you can just see it on the field. The fact that he only has, well, I think 30 something rush yards, I want to say in the first two weeks. Uh, and we're talking about someone who like led the league in rushing last year and in, in the later half of the season. Uh, so for them to kind of take that away and try to change the way he plays, yeah, it's, it's on the coaching staff. Um, that That's where the issue lies. Um, but I think after those comments came out, you know, I see that changing this week. Uh, if I had to make a bold prediction, it feels rushing for uh That's how confident I am that, like, his statement actually meant something to the team. You know what I mean? No, I mean, I agree. I mean, as a franchise quarterback, it should mean something, you yeah. know. He needs to be able to play free, yeah. play the way he needs to play to make sure they win. Because when he plays the way he he knows how to play, they won. And yeah. they had a little pretty good game winning streak toward the tail end of last year after he was kind of free to kind of play a free free flowing game. Yeah, um, for sure. If, if I can real quick, too, I, I want to compare. I don't know if you remember. But uh, I think it was the year before last year, I think, with Jonathan Taylor, basically, when he first came out, right? I don't know if you remember this, but the first, like, four or five weeks, they just were not giving him the ball. Like, he was running the ball, like, 10, 12 times a game. Um, and, and you, you remember this? That's what I'm saying. Like It's, it's kind of the same thing. But I know then the coaches were trying to basically save him, you know, for 
closer to the end of the season and like slowly unlock him. But that's not the case with Justin Fields. You're 0 2. Like you're you're not making this a playoff. So what are you saving him for? Like <laughs> give him a chance sure. to go out there and play and put you guys in position to win now. Like we're not playing for the playoffs. Trust me. We're we're trying to get this man experience and win now. So that, that's okay. the other thing. Not only winning, but you know, making a stand and like the season isn't over. So don't yeah. don't make it seem like it's a tank season because you still have a lot more games to play. And if you turn but, it around now, with all the additions that you added, you should be really killing it. You have Darnell Mooney, you have DJ Moore, who's an explosive receiver. You got right. Chase Claypool. Chase Claypool is still a really good receiver. Thanks. You got Cole Komet. Thanks. Now, like, yep. your offense alone should be at least 21 points a game. At least. Yeah. With Justin Fields as your star. Like, bro. I'll put you. I'll put you 10,000%. So I, I agree with his frustration, and I agree with the little call-out. I mean, if you want to rescind it or not, you say what you say. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, at the end yep. of the day, it is what it is. Facts. So, so I mean, hey, it's all good, man. It's every now and then, some people need to understand and know, like, what's really needed from their star and call it out instead of sugarcoating stuff. And I think he did a good job doing that. So, yep. We're definitely going to see what they look like this week um, and see if they play any better. Um, but moving forward, man, we're going to get into our topic, man, some fantasy football busts of the year so far. They may be able to turn it around, but these first two weeks, they've been absolutely trash. And you can give me three, you can give me one. But what are some busts so far that we that are pretty much droppable players if you had their ADP at a certain level? Well, I got a few. Um, one we actually just talked about in <laughs> Justin Fields, but that's that's obviously not someone we're gonna drop. That's someone we're definitely gonna stick with. But uh, so far this year, people were having him, you know, slated to be a top five QB, uh, and we yeah. have definitely not seen that yet. But it, it will get turned around. I have confidence in that. Um, one more too. Once again, th- this is not droppable, obviously, because this was a first round pick. But you just want to talk about disappointing, uh, Josh yeah. Jacobs. Josh Jacobs, the last year's rushing leader, last year's fantasy leader, um, yeah. has not done squat for the first two weeks of the season. Uh, that that's been another shocking move to me. Uh, but if you talk about some guys where it's probably safe to go ahead and cut them uh, or cut bait. Uh, one for me, who I personally drafted in quite a few leagues, has been OBJ for me. Yeah, uh, Odell Beckham Jr. Man came in with a lot of hype, joining the Ravens. You know, supposedly him and Lamar are gonna combine for two thousand yards a season. Whoop de whoop, whatever, whatever. <laughs> has not done anything but what he's always done, which is get hurt. That's it. Yeah, it hurt once again. Second second week of the season. Her already inactive this week. Um, it's just, it's time to just move on past OPJ as a whole. I'm talking actual football wise and fantasy football wise. Unfortunately, a legend in the game, but 
it's just it's over. It's just over for him. It is unfortunately. Yeah. Um. One more for you. Uh. One, once again, I wouldn't advise cutting this player obviously because he was just drafted way too high. Um. But I do think it's time for his team to move on. Najee Harris. Uh, not in your ass for the Pittsburgh Steelers, man. Came in from Alabama with so much hype. And he he was a great college player. He was. Yeah, but was. ever since he's been in the league, he just has not performed. Um, I don't know why. Seems in shape. He seems like he runs hard. But, I mean, man, he just does not get it done uh, for fantasy or for real life. And so uh, I think it's about time to go ahead and cut bait with Najee Harris. And, and they need to figure out what else to do over there in Pittsburgh. But that that ain't it. I can promise you that. Hey man, I, you had some good ones, some good nail in the coffins right there. Um, I I got a few myself. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you know this player. Now the hype about this player every year is just like the hype of his athleticism. Um, I know exactly maybe, what he's doing. Maybe, exactly maybe he, <laughs> maybe he needs to just transfer to a different team. But fantasy wise, I think he might be droppable. Man, can, um, can I guess where you might be going with this? Take a take a wild shot. Is is his last name something that's that's under the arm? <laughs> and it kind of stinks. Yeah, yeah, it does, especially this season. Yeah. Yes, yes. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Kyle Pitts. I Damn. think he is the most overrated player that has continued to be started, uh, continued to be in people's lineups every single week and mm. year for just because of potential use. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, he sucks. Yep. He sucks. He's not yeah. good. Or he's not in the right place, right? I don't think he's not bad, but he's not in the right place, right? And um, I think the, the, I, and there's a re- I, I don't know because I at this point I don't know I don't know if there's a reason why they're not giving him the ball. Mm-hmm. Why would you not? I and, mean, th- th- this year I see why. Like this year, they clearly want to be a run first team, which I get because obviously Drake London has been suffering too. But the past two years prior to this, I, I don't get it. They all literally had nothing else, nothing else there. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that's what I'm saying too. Yeah. Like it's been it's bigger than this. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like uh this year, because like even before that, like it was the same thing. Yeah. He, he had the average, he has two touchdowns in his whole NFL career. That's so sad. That's so sad. <laughs> it's the third year. Jeez. I think it's time to a point until he leaves Atlanta, he is not a pickable. He he could be a stream wave wire pickup tight end. Like yeah. I think you could drop him. You can get Cole Komet and he'll produce more than freaking Kyle Pitts will right now. But wait, I have more. I have Shoot. more. Not now more. People people might I'll do him last. Um but there is another receiver that, you know, I'm still kind of unsure about, but I don't think he's droppable, but I don't think he's started, startable. Um, now, this guy, he had a decent week last week, 
but I still think he he's not that great. Uh, Marquise Brown. Mm, now, Hollywood? Hollywood. Mm. Hollywood Brown. Um, and I only think based off his potential and his ADP, um, right now, yes, he's a, he has upside because he's a number one receiver, but he's not on a good offense. He's not on a good offense, and I would not start him this week if you have him in your lineup. You are an absolute fool if you're going to start him against the Dallas Cowboys, who, who literally average less than 200 yards per passing per passing uh, per quarterback mm-hmm. their last two games. So they're not allowing people to throw or run the ball. Um, they have the best defense in the league. Uh, and well, we'll see. Trevon Diggs did suffer a torn ACL this past Wednesday, so yep. we'll see what that defense looks like. But it's still have Safari and Gilmore, and they got Michael Parsons that is still killing it. Um, so we'll transpires. However, um, he unless he had a decent game last week. But still, like, I still think, like, eventually he's going to be that receiver that's just going to be, like, you don't know what you're going to get from him um, day in and day out. And he's not a sustainable guy. He's not droppable by any means. But according to his ADP, I don't know what it's going to look like. Thanks. Um, Now, I have two more. This guy right here, people may think that, you know, maybe I'm impatient or I'm crazy, but Joe Burrow, Joe Burrow, he's not droppable, but he is a bench quarterback right now. I don't think I, these past two games, <laughs> it's, it's been a struggle bus. It's been a struggle bus. I'm not gonna lie, I've not even recognized the Bengals this year. Me either. Can't recognize a former, a former Super Bowl team, and I was gonna say Jamar Chase, but I was like, you know what? I know they have tough matchups. He's he Jamar Chase is gonna have better days, but Jamar Chase is not his ADP right now. Uh, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. As of right now, as a number one pick, I'm very disappointed in Jamar Chase. Yep. So him and Joe Burrow. So like uh, they're not droppable by any means, but sheesh, fellas, we can't win like that. Where we drafted you. So those are two. Those are two people on the hot seat. We got to see what they what they do for week three. I do think they're gonna win this game, but I don't know because the the uh, Matthew Stanford and all those boys and. If they have over there, they're ready to win too now. So we'll see. I think it's going to be a good game. Okay. Now, one player do I that I do think is droppable is Cam Akers. Team, even with the new team, mm-hmm. like Cam Akers, with all the hype that he was supposed to have this year. Oh, he's going to be this. He's going to be the offense of the. He's going to be the the guy. They think that he's going to be a workhorse in the LA. Uh, Rams organization, blah, 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 blah. He looks really great. What? <laughs> this man has literally been trash 
for the first two games. And Jordan Truth ADP, he has now been went from that to being traded to the Vikings, who also have uh, a committee, Jenner Madison and Ty Chandler, who they're going to yep. use as well. So he went from a workhorse, drafting him probably in the third or fourth round, no, fourth or fifth round, yep. to now being in a committee, traded off that team, and possibly, like, not even playing. So he is a droppable player in yep. my eyes. Let, let me give you one more, just the last one, too, since we're kind of on that subject. Speaking of Vikings running backs, uh, former Vikings running back. Had a lot of hype going into the season. This trade to the Jets. Mm. Dalvin mm. Cook. Uh, what, Cook boys. What happened to you? I mean, what happened? One of the traditionally one of the top five backs in the league for the last like, seasons. I mean, forty overnight. Like <laughs> I don't know what yeah. happened. Uh, by leaps and bounds uh, in New York uh, by Brees Hall. And, I mean, right now, if you got Dalvin Cook on you, probably spent, you know, a fifth, sixth-round pick on him, but he's drop- He's droppable in my book. So be on the lookout. Now, I, will- I will give a little bit of grace. We'll see if week four, week three, week three, week four, if he's droppable. But I do think, the past two weeks, he's played some really crazy defenses. Thanks. Uh, the Bills defense and the Dallas Cowboys defense. With a Zach Wilson who cannot get the ball off, who quarterback can't really get the ball down the field to open up the run game. Because if you're going to mm-hmm. open up the run game, because Brees Hall did terrible last week too now. Like, mm-hmm. Brees Hall literally at .9 points, Dalvin Cook at .5. So it wasn't just I can't really say Dalvin Cook sucks right now. You know, it's bad situation and bad quarterback play, bad O-line play, can't get a hole open. So, now, obviously, week one, Brees Hall, you know, had the space and looked a little bit more agile. But I I got to see week three, week four, as the matchups get a little bit better, to see where Dalvin Cook is yet. I, I wouldn't say drop him just now. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, but we, like you just mentioned, though, it, it's not all on him. It is the situation, too, which is part of his. Uh, Zach Wilson, I mean, I, I'm not even going to get started on that. If all I got to do is say Zach Wilson, you know what's up. So, yeah, I mean, I'm, <laughs> he's just trash. I mean, it is what it is. Trash can, which means teams are going to be stacking the box. Um, of course. And, and I mean, Brees Hall had a trash week last week, but only had four touches. And so I think the team sees that they're going to give more touches to him. Grant, And he's also been the better back. And I think that just leaves a tough situation for Dalvin where he's going to see less touches, more people in the box, less opportunity. Uh, and it's going to be rough sledding. Even if he hasn't lost a step, it's just the situation is not great. Uh, so just be aware. But you're right. I'll, I'll give him another week or two just to see, see if something can spark, see if we can maybe get a glimpse of the old Dalvin. But as of right now, uh, definitely bench and, and moving closer and closer to the end. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, that we can definitely agree on. Definitely yep. benchable, for sure. Um, but, yeah, man, this is uh, – we got a lot We got a lot done today. We got a Thanks. lot done today. Still got time for kickoff. 
we still got time for kickoff and get to get to these games, root our players on. And um, once again, everyone that tunes in to us and listens to us faithfully, I really appreciate it. Like, I mean, we've been doing this almost three years. Actually, it has been three years. Um, so, yeah. so almost three and a half years. So, like, we like it's been a long time. Time is flying. And uh, we're going to make sure we keep pushing these things out for y'all. So, appreciate y'all listening. Appreciate the support. Follow us um, from the dot nosebleeds on IG. From the dot nosebleeds, right? We're going to see y'all soon. He wants to go. She on the team. She on the team. I cannot speak. We keeping it street. We keeping it street. I took a loss, but you still don't get beat. You still don't get beat. Yes, sir.